Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Give your life to Christ. And the moment you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you became the anointed one. Are we together? Aha. The Holy Spirit is the spirit that we call the anointing. He is the anointing. So the moment you received him, you became what? The anointed. Are we together? Because we are going on the topic, the glory of the anointing. I wanted to establish my baseline. I don't want anybody here saying that, you know, years ago when I didn't have understanding, you will have prayed this prayer before. If you have prayed it before, you will understand. When you go to a church and then you want to tap anointing, you lift up your hands and say, Father, anoint me. I want power today. Power, power, power. If you are afraid of prayer, for can I see your hand? If you lie, if I cash you. <laughs> I mean, if you have stretched your hand to TV before to receive anointing. Uh-huh. We are getting there. Yeah. Now, I, I had a friend. Every time a minister of God comes to church to minister, we quickly, after service, we quickly go and stand behind the altar. I will see. I will see. Tapping an eight, right? It is because at that time we didn't have understanding. Are you with me? And then the people that came before us, the set of believers, our fathers now, that came before us also, at that time, what they know is what they are teaching, right? And so you, you cannot give what you don't have. So they too will say, Ah, stretch your hand to the... You understand? Uh-huh. Mm. And so we stretch hand. In fact, every time our bonke came to Nigeria, every time, every time, ah, I stretch hand. I stretch neck. What was I looking for? The anointing. Because we've learned from the scriptures that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. We have learned from the scriptures that without the anointing, everything you do will be struggle. But when the anointing comes, everything becomes easy. We have learned that to make a difference in ministry, all you need is the anointing. So it is programmed that, and then they make us think that you have to work hard. And this is for that cause, so you may not be as serious as I used to be. How many of you have done 40 days fasting before for the anointing? You've not? Ah, I'm more serious than you. I used to do 40 days, 30 times a year. 40 days, dry, 30 times a year. Because I was looking for what? May we not go on gas strike. Say amen. amen. Mm-hmm. Because when you have something and you don't know you have it, it's as good as you don't have it. Why? Because you will not be able to use it. 
Well, I once lived in a house. The landlord was quite rich. Gave his wife a car. Taught the wife how to drive and then bought her a car. The wife does not drive. Everywhere she goes, she will take bus. And the car was there. If you ask her why, she will say, I don't want to make a mistake. My husband may get angry if I bash it. Do you understand? So she just kept the car there. It's a car. She has the key. There is fuel. But yet, see if that is the anointing. See now, that the anointing is sitting there. <laughs> okay. The glory of the anointing here, however, is the result that the anointing produces in the life of a believer. Are we together? Aha. Uh-huh. Because if you are anointed and the anointing does not produce results, then nobody can glory in it. Whenever Jesus Christ would work any miracle, the Bible will say, people will see what Jesus is doing and they will begin to glorify God. You see now that because of the anointing producing results, then the people will be shouting, Oh my, glory to God in the heavens. Why? For the result of the anointing. So the question you should ask yourself first, is my anointing producing results? So let's start from there. Let's draw that baseline. Is my anointing producing results? Okay. So let me show you two characters in the scriptures that the anointing produces results. I'll take them from the Old Testament. Let me take Moses. So let's look at the pattern of Moses. So from Exodus chapter 3 now, Moses met the Lord. God called him. From that point, Moses met Aaron. Aaron became his prophet. He became God to Aaron. Are we together? Then Moses went to Pharaoh. His anointing produced a lot of results. Moses came out with a crowd. Are we together? He came out with what? With a crowd. He came out with the whole nation. Aha. So, so look at that pattern that I just said. Pay attention to it very well. The pattern was one man got the anointing, went to face the world, and the world yielded. Are we together? And it took its fruit. It took the results. All of us saw it. Okay. Let's quickly look at another character. Let's look at Saul. Saul of King Saul. First Samuel chapter 9. Are we together? So the Bible says that King Saul was the son of Kish. He was farming one day. Uh, wild wind came, took away donkeys. He was searching for donkeys. He met Prophet Samuel. Prophet Samuel said, oh, you are the anointed of the Lord, the hope of Israel. Okay. Chapter 10, verse 1, he was anointed. Then the prophet told him, he said, once this oil came, comes to your head as you are going home, you are going to meet some people first who are, who are going to tell you that your father has found this donkey and that your father is not worried about you. Okay. Besides, the problem that brought you here has been solved. Are we together? Uh-huh. Secondly, they are going to meet two sets of prophets. One is holding three, whatever, and that one holding bread. They will give you two loaves. Okay. Then you meet the third set of people. They are prophesying. You prophesy with them. In all this, in our said, but you wait for me at Gilgal. We are going to come and conduct a sacrifice. Are we together? Everything it was, it was told happened as the prophet said. But then, the prophet didn't say some things that also happened. First, the prophet appeared, people were lined up, and then they were about to choose the king, and then the prophet, even though the prophet had given him expo, that he was going to be king, the prophet now came to the public and started acting as if he wanted to choose king. 
Are we together? So, do you get it? Like, they've anointed somebody that is going to be king. He and the prophet, no. The prophet now came to the public. And I said, you want to choose your king today? Let us do it by lots. So he knew that the Lord is going to come to him. He went to hide. But the prophet was trying to convince the people. Let me tell you, the first thing about the anointing, that if you do have it, you are going to face, is resistance from people of the senses. What did I call it? Resistance from people of the senses. That is carnal people. I didn't say enemy. I didn't say demon. Are we together? I said people. Because the way of the anointing is not easily understood by men of the flesh. Are you with me? It's very important. Members of your own household, your friends, everybody, they will notice that there is something about you that has changed. When they notice that that thing has changed, they will be wondering how now to process you. Because they've already processed you before, you know, they've seen you finish. So they know this is, this is, this is Benga. Uh, if you push him this way, he goes this way. If you push him this way, he goes this way. But then this guy goes to church one day, comes back. You push him, he did not move. You push him, he did not move. You say, ah, why are you changing? You know, we hate change, all of us. We don't like things changing. If, you are, if, for example, when I was coming to this place now, last time when I came here, the, the church has changed. This kind of change I like. Amen. Uh-huh. You know, this kind of change is good change. But let's assume that when I was coming now, they have, they've, they've, government has blocked this road, and then they made another road somewhere. I have to go and turn from the back. I'll begin to complain. Do you understand? Because that kind of change I don't want. Uh, I want the kind of change that benefits me. <laughs> uh-huh. So people don't like change. And the anointing changes a man. In fact, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9, Samuel told uh, Saul, he said, then you will become a changed man. After you prophesy, then you become a changed man. Are we together? The anointing does what? Changes a man. The anointing must change you. Okay. So, if you ask yourself, the anointing I have, I speak in tongues, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. Has it changed me? Now, these are practical questions that because I'm going to have four teaching sessions with you, I like to start basic. Has it changed me? What changes have I seen? How do you measure change? How was I thinking last year? Was I still thinking that way now? The things I used to complain about last year or last week or last month, am I still complaining about them? Are we together? So if you are still complaining about the same thing, it means you have not changed. There is no change, right? But if you are complaining about new things, you shouldn't complain. But if you are complaining about new things, it means there is change. Are we together? Now, if your complaint is about progressive things, creative things, ah, you know you are doing far better. Aha. Uh-huh. Let, let, let me do that again. If, for example, last year you are complaining, ha, ah, I've not paid my rent, no school fees, you know? Th- those are complaints that come out of circumstances that are trying to overwhelm you. If this year you are saying, ha, I want to talk to the architect, 
I didn't like the way he designed the top of that roof. And then I want to change this car. Mm, the color. Which one is better? But <laughs> well, you see, he's still complaining, Abby. But this one now, you are the one in charge. But the other one, something is in charge of you. Are we together? You get it? Yeah. So, we all get to a point in our life where something is in charge of us. And when the anointing comes, the anointing then puts you in charge of circumstances. Makes you a master over circumstances and situations. Praise the Lord. Aha. Okay. So, let, let, me, let me leave Saul. Let's go to David. So, when David was anointed, 1 Samuel chapter 16, uh, as soon as he was anointed, he went back into the forest to take care of his sheep, and then a lion came. Are we together? And then a bear came. And he conquered those two. And nobody was there. But it was building his confidence towards something. And then, in first Samuel chapter 17, the father called him and said, Do I take food to your brothers? And when he got to his brothers, he saw Goliath. Suddenly he realized. Let, let me tell you a secret. Many of you will begin to experience this one today. So there will be a challenge coming tomorrow. A challenge coming tomorrow. You don't know anything about it. You are just sitting down, maybe you are praying in tongues, and then you, you just, just see yourself maybe coming out of a red car, talking to somebody, and then maybe that thing lasted for five seconds or ten seconds. Are we together? So you just thought, oh, what did I just see? What did I just see? Um, the next day, you and your friends were going out. You got to a petrol station. Suddenly you realize the car you are in is a red car. Then there is a problem going on. Two people are fighting over there. And they are going to cause a lot of fracas. And suddenly you remember, ah, this was the scene I saw yesterday. Then you open the door and you come down and say, stop in the name of Jesus and they stop. You realize now that what you saw yesterday was what you acted out today. Are we together? Ah, David had killed Goliath several times in a vision. Are you with me? Yeah. I'll tell you how I know. I'll tell you how I know. So when I, when the, when I began to work in ministry, to work with the Holy Spirit, I was a PA to a pastor. And I was earning very small money. I was doing very hard work. This was between 2014, I was still a PA to 2019. November 2019, that was when I resigned. Aha. Uh-huh. So when I was a PA to, a PA to that pastor, one day I was praying in my office, praying earnestly. And then I saw myself and one brother. We were sitting down praying together in the conference room. I saw it like a flash. Now, I didn't know this would happen anywhere. Maybe about two weeks later, I got a call. My phone rang. Somebody from my a pastor, called me. Hi. The Lord said I should come and see you. Where is your office? I said, oh, Magodo. He said, I'm coming now. I've never met him before. 
He came, he packed, he called me. Oh, I'm around. I said, okay. I went downstairs. We sat at that conference room. As soon as we sat there, I began to talk. I realized, oh, yeah. I'd seen it two years ago. So, the anointing begins to show you glimpses of the future. Are we together? Ah, uh So, that way, when you get to every stop, you will know that you are on course. Because he has shown you that. Are we together? Ah, okay. So, when David would confront Goliath, Goliath was David's man of the senses. Hmm? The whole of Israel were David's men of the senses. They did not know that David had been anointed. You know the way it happened with Saul was that the prophet came and then he began to do lots so that he can introduce him to the people. This time around, it was the anointing that showed, that showcased David to the household of Israel. Nobody did any introduction because if anybody should do introduction, the person will lose his head. That person was going to cause trouble. There was still a king on the throne. So the king cannot come and say, uh, Samuel cannot come and say this is another king. So they did his crowning in secret. But for his showing to Israel, he had to deal with the men of the senses. There has to be a redefinition of who David was. Definition one, shepherd boy. Definition two, guy that plays the violin for the king. By the time he finished killing Goliath, he had become the conqueror of 10,000. Are we together? You see the redefinition. Ah, that's the anointing. It's already changed him. So the way people saw him before was not the way they are seeing him now. You see, it has changed their perspective. My family, my family members, many of them will be watching now. As at six, seven years ago, if I say, oh, want to do a family prayer meeting, my mom will say, ah, one Baba is coming from Nigeria to Texas. They are going to do three days prayer, whatever. Are you with me? If I come prayer meeting with me, oh, if I say, let's do a family prayer meeting, my mom lives in America. She may say, ah, Baba, I don't want to mention him, but there's a particular church she used to attend where they, they talk about demon all the time like this. Maybe you know the church. So, that's, they used to attend that church all the time. They'll be buying book, binding, binding, casting, casting. You know? So she used to go there. Okay. Then my other sisters, uh, they were attending another church. They used to they do casting, casting, casting. You no? Know? Let me tell you something. When we see demons, we cast. We don't need to pray about it. Did you hear? Did you hear? Uh, when you see a church, well, they are binding, binding. They don't know, they don't know the gospel. They don't know the gospel. Jesus did not do that. Apostle Paul did not do that. You don't come into the church of God, Zion, and be casting and binding. No, you come to worship. You come to worship. This is why we are here. You come to worship, to hear the word of God, to be built up. So that when you step out of church and you see a demon, you say, get out! Hey, hey, which one is prayer, prayer? Jesus did not do prayer, prayer. As I'm ministering now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, so many things are happening to people's mind already. Hey, that's how it works! That's Zion. So we don't need to come into church and say, I bind you, I cast you, I cast you. <laughs> we don't need all that shenanigan. You understand? It is powerless Christians that do that. I minister all over the world. Hmm? I've gone to places, places that many of you will go to and run. Where 
myself and my team, we've gone to villages that are rural, where there are demons. I've gone to a place before. The demon of that man, they call it a shuyol, valand. It's like a stone. They'll put black color on it. When I got there, I was tired, so I sat on the team. <laughs> my leg was paining me. We've been walking. Ah, Kilode. Ah. So as I was coming, I saw like a stone. Eh? Abi? I mean, I was about to sit on stone. <laughs> so I sat on the team just by his entrance. So the man came out, saw me. Eh? What are you doing? It was time to look to me, Yoruba. I said, I'm I'm tired. Uh, I need to rest. He said, of all the things here that you can sit on. Did you not see oil on it? I said, I didn't mind. We came for village uh, program. So I don't, if my cloth is dirty, it's to the testament of the Lord. How is that your own problem? Don't, don't miss you. I don't miss it on him. Ah. The man said, hey, uh, bring that thing for me. So just a few meters away from the stone, Yes, another like an idol. Hmm? He said, bring it for me. I went there, I picked it, I gave it to him. The man looked at me and said, I can never. He said, without killing a goat and washing my hand in the blood, I can never touch what you just touched. Never. He said, my blood will dry up. I said, ah, sorry, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. I have the kind of blood that does not dry up. No, do, do you understand? Like, do you, do you understand what it means for the Son of God to shed his blood for me? To wash me and to give me his life. To make me the prolongment of his days. To give me his own spirit. To give me authority. To give me power. And to tell me that everything I do, I do in his name. I, I, I am an ambassador of Christ. Hey, hey, where I go, power goes. I, I don't have any issue with it. I don't have to cast anything. You, where you come, you cast yourself. <laughs> in front of who? When Jesus is ministering, the Bible says he will be preaching like this, and then evil spirits will be to cast themselves. Did you read it? The spirit just says, ah, We know you, we know you. Say, Shut up, get out. <laughs> you are disturbing my class. Remember, some of us here, when we see that, we just stop preaching. We now go and meet the person. Hey, be camera, be camera. That is miracle that they want to show at home. How is that a miracle? How? You know, that is why, because of all these things they capture on video, they now allow those who don't have sense to take it out of context. They will now put it on social media and say, look at your pastor. You can never see me casting out demons and put it on camera. If I instruct that they take off the camera, what? Even the person, will the person like it? If I'm watching myself, if I have a problem, and pastor is praying for me. And I did like this. Yeah! Yeah! You now put it on video. When I'm now a pastor myself, eh? Maybe I now grow, I now become a pastor. I'm now preaching. Maybe I now want to become governor of Benway State. Somebody will now go and carry it and put it on TV. And they look at the person that wants to become governor. Are you with me? Eh? Are they not doing it now? Ah! So why would you do that? Is it that the person you are casting out demon for, you don't want the person to be great? Don't you understand the language of the world? But because their works are fruitless. That's why they do that. Let's go back to our teaching. Um. So, when it was David's turn after he had killed Goliath, 
automatically the anointing lifted him to the position of staying in the palace of the king. Are we together? I want to show you something. But in order for David to grow, Saul, God has realized that uh, Saul made a fundamental error. Saul had no mentor. He was the first king in the whole of the land. Kings must be raised to kings. What did I say? Uh-huh. Saul was not raised by a king. He was only anointed by a prophet. So he didn't understand the mannerism and behavior of kings. And so he made a lot of mistakes. So this time around, God now puts David in the house of Saul. While David was there, there are two of them that are anointed at the same time. Are you with me? Ah, but the anointing of the, anointing of the first has become corrupt because the spirit of the Lord has left him. And God didn't want the whole of Israel to suffer as a result of that. So God put another person whose anointing is correct there in the palace so that out of that palace, when the decrees will come out, when they will make decisions, both of them will be able to counter each other. Are you listening? Uh-huh. You get it. You get it. When David left Saul's palace, let me tell you what happened. When eventually Saul decided to kill David, and David had to run away, the first thing Saul did was that he killed all the priests of Nob. Are we together? Then he killed uh, the Gibeonites. Are we together? Then he consulted a medium. Are we together? And 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 the three things, good things. Mm -mm. He wouldn't have done them if David was still in the palace. A man who is not anointed or who is anointed and become corrupt can only make error decisions. He will just be making mistakes. So because God knew that by withdrawing his spirit from Saul, he will be making mistakes, God now placed David in the same palace. Go and balance. Are we together? Uh So... Somebody asked me a question about Nigeria one day. And the person said, the Christian that is there, why has he not always there? And I said, ah, don't you understand David and Saul living there? If you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, go and read the encyclopedia. <laughs> it has to be there. It has to be there. Otherwise, all the decisions that will be made will be made in error. There has to be a voice of reasoning. Yeah? Uh-huh. When David's son, when David sinned and he saw, took the, took the crown, Absalom, David sent Ushai to the palace immediately. Ushai came to David and Ushai said, I will follow you. David said, ah, well, don't follow me. Don't follow me. Go to the palace. Because the king will need counsel. Are we together? And if everybody there, none of them has the spirit of God, their counsel will just be evil, 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 evil. So you go and be a voice of good. That guy, did he, did he do it or not? He did it. When Ahitophel said, let's pursue, you should have said, no, let's pursue. Let's leave your father. You know he's a wounded animal now. He will fight back, oh. You understand? That was how David was able to save his head. That one good counsel saved David's life. So God understood how he ordains these things. Aha. So we're still on David. Immediately, David got into the house of his, into Saul's palace. 
the anointing that he had on his head, the anointing, that anointing, propelled him into victory over enemies without. You notice that he was just killing Philistines. He would just go to war. He was just having victories. He was having victories. But you notice that the enemies that David was killing does not mean that he didn't have internal enemies. Oh. Are we together? But the internal enemies were not the ones he was killing. It is the external. Aha. Uh, let me bring it out to us. You know, many of us, we come born again now. You want to prove anointing. Then it is all your family members that are witches and wizards that you want to kill. Now, when you kill all your family members, finish. It's only you with me. Did they deny how to do election in your local government? <laughs> Nobody will vote for you. <laughs> the enemy was not the one within. Always without. For David, he had an enemy called Abner. The leader of Saul's army. Are we together? For, remember that when Abner came to David to surrender the crown, the Bible said David sat with Abner and they talked as brothers. And he handed over, and David did not touch him. When Joab killed Abner, David cried. This was his enemy. But because they belong in the same family, he said, No, this one. What about Ishbosheth? David said, No. That is a righteous man, even though they were enemies. He said, Ishbosheth should not be killed. So you understand that the anointing is not against members of the church. Are we together? Uh -huh. my, my anointing is not against you. I cannot use my anointing to kill you. If God gives us power to use anointing to kill each other, there will be no more church. You know, there are some people that they are angry sometimes. They will say they are causing people, pastors. It's only church members that allow anybody to, to, to joke with their senses that such a thing can happen to. Are you with me? We are not given power to subjugate fellow believers. He that is of the Lord is one spirit. The same spirit you have, that anointing you have, is the same anointing I have. Do you know that the anointing does not grow? You don't know? Go and read your Bible. Find me one place where you say, more anointing. You know when Christians are greeted, I say, more anointing. It's not true. The anointing is a person. It's a person. It does not grow. <laughs> ah, the scripture says multiply, increase in grace. Grace increases. Are we together? Uh -huh. Faith increases. Anointing is stable. It is the one constant. Praise the Lord. Uh -huh. I see the foundational class here. Uh, my class is quite advanced. But because pastor brought me to teach, I'm trying to lay foundation. All right. When a born-again Christian receives Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Bible says that he or she is translated out of darkness into marvelous light. Are we together? Out of darkness into the kingdom of his own dear son. Therefore, that believer has become a member of the saints in light. Are we together? After that member becomes a member of the saints in light, then that member, just like a new child is born into a house, must learn the culture of the house. 
And then that child must grow. Galatians chapter 4. That child must grow. So it doesn't mean that somebody is 70 years old and you are 15. If a 15 year old has been born again since the age of 9, that means the person is 6 years born again. And somebody got born again at the age of 70. This 15 year old is the senior spiritually. Are you listening to me? Uh, so when the Bible says that if any of you is sick, call the elders of the church. It's not talking about those who have white hair. It's talking about those who had been in the Lord, who had grown, who had proven His word. They, all of them may be 15, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. Eh? But because they've been working with the Lord over the time, their culture, their mindset has changed. So they can tell the devil, get out. And the devil will get out. Aha. Uh -huh. So the glory of the anointing here is to produce sons after the likes of Jesus. So that when they see you, by their own confession, they will say, Jesus, no, don't do past this one. You know, when believers run from church to church, facing challenges, they have a lot of burden, eh, job, husband, wife, children, and they are running like that. Do you know why they run like that? Because they really don't know who they are. I'm not joking, no. I'll give you an example. When we, were having, when we went to commission our building in, in Oyo, New City, went to commission the auditorium October 1st, a sister was among us. She looked as if she was just about to die. I was standing on the altar, I was looking at her. She had cancer, yeah? And she had been prayed for over and over. But a lot of people, when you are praying for them, they are expecting the miracle to come from outside. Yeah? Your miracle must come from within. But they, they are expecting the miracle to come from outside. So when you lay hands on them, instead of that laying on of hand to stay in them the faith, the Holy Ghost, so that that Holy Ghost will dispel darkness and they will be free. They expect that he has laid hand. No, they are receiving a spiritual thing carnally. And the, the flesh does not profit under the tutelage of the Spirit. So every time you pray for them, nothing will work. But I know that she will be healed. I know. But that she just has to get it right. So after we prayed for her, I now called one of the ministers. I said, come, go and tell her that if she dies, it's her choice. That because she has received life in abundance, the scripture says, I have come that you may have and that you may have it. She has received life in abundance. So if she dies, it's her choice. It is not that God has withheld anything. So the brother now walked away from the altar and went to meet her. The brother said, my sister, so and so sit down. Do you know that if you die, it's your choice? If you choose to die, die you. But if you don't choose to die, we are prayed for you. Jump up and begin to dance. Allow your spirit to come alive. To the last, was it not Sunday, last Sunday, when she came for a program we were doing in Lagos, 
If you see her. She was running everywhere. I saw her, I was like, hey, see. What made the difference? You see? Because she, she understood that I am anointed. Therefore, if I stare this anointing, I can produce in myself life. So as soon as she understood who she was, things changed. So when I used to be a pastor, the same principle, I was a very struggling pastor. In fact, one of the reasons I don't like the title was because for me, title of pastor was synonymous with failure. Yeah. So when they call me pastor, I say, hey, don't even tell me there, don't even tell me there. I used to be there. It, it, it wasn't good. Let me be bothered. Bother, pay me, bother, pastor. <laughs> so I used to pastor a church. And I pastored for many years. I, since I was on campus, fellowship leader, I had been a, a leader. And then after I graduated, I became a pastor. And I pastored for years. And the years of pastoring were years of struggle. To pay rent every year, to meet members' needs, everything was struggle. Everything. You know, several times I would cry, cry, cry myself to sleep. Several times I was... I fell into depression. So at the point in 2000 and, uh, 2014, I resigned. I said, I'm not a pastor. So I left the church I was pastoring. I took up a job as a PA to a pastor. I said, if you cannot play ball, you can as well coach. Abi, uh, if pastoring does not, and I want to be in the household of God. So if I cannot pastor, then let me be PA to pastor. Maybe that way I'll be admin. Abi, so I went to, I went to do PA. I said, I'm not the pastor again. So I had to become PA to a pastor. While I was PA to this pastor, truth be told, I learned a lot of things. I saw, I saw things from, from another perspective. So while I was this PA, one day I was sitting in my office, and then this guy came with a case. There was no pastor around to minister to him. No pastor. And I had given up my, my pastoral calling. So this brother sat at the reception crying. The receptionist, one sister around said, ah, now came to my office and said, ah, but I've been there. Please, I think to this brother. He said he has seen the logo of church and church. He just wants a pastor to talk to and pray for him. He said, but I'm not a pastor. He said, then we've been calling on that pastor. Nobody's around. Please, this is an emergency. I turned to this brother. So I said, okay, let him come. So when the brother came in, I said, bro, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> no, no, it's true. I, I, like, I like to do that. If, if you take my Twitter hand, you say, I wrote it there. I am not a pastor. N-O-T capital. Uh, so, so, uh, because people that put me on blogs, they always say I'm general overseer. Somebody that's not pastor, I can't be general overseer. I don't understand. But they, they, they don't get it, so they should leave me alone. Anyway, this brother now told me his problem. I said, that's the problem. He said, yes. Okay, wipe your tears. He wiped it. Let's pray. We prayed. Basically, just to get him to go. Are we together? Uh, you know, because he had been crying at the reception. Somebody had to attend. And then God answered this brother's prayer. So when this brother got to his church and God answered his prayer, this brother now told his sister, there's one brother If you go to him, he will pray for you. God will answer your prayer. The sister too. Now carried herself. I 
came to my office. And then they said, this is look at this, look at what I've I said, ah. No, that one, was, that one was fluke. Fluke. Because that brother called me, I said, amen. He said, God has answered me, amen. When I dropped the call, I said, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it was fluke. I, 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 it was fluke. So the sister came and said, we are trying to go to Canada. Uh, the laptop, everything, we've put money, put everything. This website crashed, this and that. I said, ah. Let's pray. Then we prayed. And then she too has a testimony. By the time she got home, they, even, they, they told them to come and collect their visa. She and her husband. So she too now called me and said, Glory, praise God. Ah, stop it. Stop it. We should not take glory for something we don't know anything about. <laughs> I said, Stop it. What is these people doing? Of course, she too went to tell somebody else. Do you know what happened? Within a month, I will get to the office and there will be 10, 15 people waiting at the reception to see me. And I was a PA. I was not a pastor. So the other pastors now get angry. You know, they don't like it. Do you understand? Why are you laughing? You don't, you don't get what I'm saying. Um, you get. So they're like, ah, why are they always looking for you? I mean, I'm not a pastor. So I said, I don't know. So eventually it became a problem. My boss now said, go and be using the teen's church downstairs. They now became more. Like before, there were 20 or 15 that would come in. They sometimes have 40. I said, hey. And I was getting job um, paid, and I wasn't doing my job anymore. See, at that time, you expect that certain people will begin to talk, and then I will have issues. Are we together? Hey, hey. The anointing makes that happen. I wanted you to see it like that. That suddenly when things begin to change. Now, believe me, all that time that I taught my prayers were fluke. I was praying in tongues every day, 10 hours. Because as a PA, sometimes my boss will travel and I'll be idle. So when I'm idle, I'll just lock my door in, my door in the office. I'll just be scabashing. In fact, I used to go online. I'm praying online for... On, uh, What's the panorama or periscope? I used to go on periscope and then I, I would just open periscope and pray in tongues. I'm alone in my office. So I, I didn't know that all that time when I've been praying in tongues, just thinking that I was just building up myself, that I was building up power. So when people now began to come and then they begin to get answers, I was thinking in my head, hmm, hmm, hmm. But the result kept coming. And then, the way everybody saw me changed. In the local church I was attending, around that time, they invited me to come and minister. The, the testimony was so, had gone so far that when we hold a, we used to do night of glory every third Friday. That night of glory, every time I say we are doing night of glory, there will be no seats. Everybody, everywhere will be filled up. But when other pastors in the same church, when they want to do vigil, five people will come. At work, I had a problem. At church, I had a big problem. Are you with me? Uh-huh. So they used to say, Benga's program. Do you understand? It's not our program anymore. It's now your program. 
If I do, if they invite me to preach in my own church or Sunday service, church will be filled up. All the outside will be filled up. If they do, if they, you know, this, uh, give your life to Christ, then they will tell them to fill card. When they finish, finish, finish filling all the card, the head of shall will just come and meet me and carry the card and give me your people. <laughs> do you understand? This is a church that was looking for members who, that we have done uh, flyer. We don't post that. We do evangelism. It got to a point where we are doing calisthenics outside of church on Saturday morning. All of us will be doing. Because where the church is, people used to jog. We thought people will now come and join us. We will now win soul. So, so that you can know all the things that we've done to win soul. Finally, when souls were coming, that internal, you get it? Instead of them to embrace it, that internal thing began. Your people, your program. Uh-huh. If you are full of the Holy Ghost and you begin to walk in the fullness of the anointing of God in you, resistance is natural. Are you with me? It will come from within, it will come from without. The one from within is to build you up. Are we together? Hey, that is not a, your prayer point. You cannot, at that time, oh yeah, what will I be praying? I said, Father, kill my church pastor because he doesn't like me. No, now, do you understand? It is building me up, give, teaching me how to have endurance, how to be strong. But the external are the enemies, are the, are the, all the problems that the other people are bringing that I must solve. Can you see it now? Uh, because many of us, we are anointed. It is the internal that we focus on. pastor does not like me. He didn't give me a microphone to sing last Sunday. He has a favorite. Every time he wants to sing, you see that he's always looking at sister A. To, why, why is it not? Some of us, that is the reason why the anointing is not moving. We have taken our eyes away from the main goal. We wanted relevance where we are already sons. Hey, this is your father's house. Why, are you, why can you be fighting for relevance in your own father's house? Are we together? Hey, don't, you are already relevant. Jesus died for you. If that is not relevant enough, what will now be? So you must build up yourself. Build up that anointing by praying in the Holy Ghost and ensuring that the internal power that you are building is dispensed externally. Are you with me? Uh, so don't be distracted. Uh, for the glory of the anointing to come, David would fight externally. In fact, when he left Saul's house, and there was a reason for him to fight somebody within the kingdom. The man called Nabal. Do you remember the story of Nabal? Nabal the fool that insulted David. David wanted to go and kill him. Do you know that God quickly intervened and sent Abigail to meet him on the way and say, no, 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 no. Your battle is not against the church. Your battle is not against the church. Your battle is not against fellow church members or fellow believers. No, 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 no. The enemy is out there. Amen. Aha. Uh-huh. Once 
after this service now, in a few minutes I'll round off. I say I have time with you tomorrow and so on. We'll continue from there. For tonight, I know we all say we pray in tongues. We will act as if we're just starting all over. Is that fine? Uh-huh. I like to put a date to things. You see, because by the time I see you again, hi. <laughs> I came to the end that you may be established. Yeah, that's my purpose here. Your feet will be like Hind's cow. You'll be riding upon the highway of majesty. It will be easy for you to solve the wind. Yeah. That's the target. And it will be established. So practical steps that we'll do today. I know that when we pray in tongues, many of us, it has become a mental thing. It is no longer from here. It has, are we together? Mm. You will bring it back to the days when it used to come from here. Out of your belly. When you pray in tongues, oblige me. I'm not teaching you how to pray in tongues, though, but I'll teach you something. You must practice it. Don't do shekete pelea. It's too small. Pray until you're out of breath. Are you with me? When you, when you pick a tongue like this, bah, continue to pray it on until you're out of breath. Then go back again. I'm out of bed now. Then I go back again. Are you with me? Eh, I'm not teaching. You just, I want to do something. I'm going to shift something. Are we together? Pick it from taking a deep breath. Let it come from here. Then pray it out. Then when it is out, pray from within again. Master that. It's very important. The reason is because when tongues come from the head, the Holy Spirit does not connect with you. You can pray three hours. You know, I know somebody, you pray in the tongues and people around you will be irritated. Like tongue go, they're like, what is this? They'll be feeling your body. It's because the tongue is a head tongue. You see, out of your belly. So the, the hair must come from here. As you are praying, forgetting the music is sweet or not. Even if you know the song, ignore it. Are we together? Sometimes you fall into it. Sometimes you fall out of it. That's how, that's the pattern. When the scripture says that the voice of Jesus was like the roaring of many waters. Have you heard believers praying in tongues all at once before? What do you think you are hearing? That is the sound of many waters. Ha! Ah, when all of us pray in tongues together, it is the voice of Jesus speaking. So don't discountenance it. Suddenly, in the process of doing that, you just realize something is happening. Sometimes you begin to feel your heart. Then you bring your hand, then your body. Then you bend over. Then you cannot stand still. 
Before you know it, the power of the Holy Spirit takes you over. That should be the first practical step we are taking tonight. By the time I come tomorrow morning, we'll take it a notch higher. There are two things that will happen after this convention. One of you will become a thousand. Yeah. Ah, surely! Surely! Surely. One of you. Because in this convention, I'll teach you certain things that perhaps you've heard before, but didn't make sense. Or perhaps you've never heard before. But until you master the basics, we cannot go into the deep things. Can you ask your feet? Yeah, come. We are going to pray in tongues for some minutes. The worshippers will worship because I like music in the background. But don't focus on the worship, oh. Did you hear me? Uh-huh. I will come down from this altar with some of the ministers during the ministration. Don't look at us, oh. Don't do drama, oh. Eh? I want you, I want it to be done tonight. <laughs> so I will come down from here. Then hands to one of you. Some of my some of the ministers who came in to also do the same. When they do it, join hands. Pray in tongues together with them. Let the power of the Holy Spirit take you over. You know that I didn't teach you problem tonight. Don't ever in this service come and say, God, come and pay my husband. If I hear, that's not the purpose now yet. Don't worry. All things are yours. Did you hear me? I just want to teach you how to fish so that you don't end up begging for fish all the time. Are we together? Lift up your two hands to him. Begin to worship him. Rabbi is. Opai Gedes. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.